Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the SVU S Review. That's right. This is Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation. I'm Yael Teagle. I'm joined as always by Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. And we have our old friend, our good friend, the love of our lives. Alicia Michelle's back. Hello. Hey, guys. I missed you I'm guys so, happy. so much. I missed you too. It's so, so good having you here. Um, we are talking about season 22, episode one, Guardians and Gladiators. Um, before we jump in, as always, we have the hotline for you. If you are in a situation and need help, please reach out to Rain. That number is 1-800-656-4673, 1-800-656-4673. Uh, Taylor can tell you that that spells hope. Hope, yes. That's what you can tell us. You're welcome. I can. It spells hope at the end, yes. Thanks. Um, also... Before we jump in, actually, I feel like this episode we're not going to have a lot of jokes. Um, yeah. But, but as a reminder, sometimes the show goes very dark, and to combat that, we go light. So uh, consider this your content warning. Uh, all right, this episode, Guardians and Gladiators, uh, was described as when the squad tries to solve an assault in Central Park, they are hampered by their own blind spots and community that is losing trust in the police. How did we feel about this episode? <sighs> Everyone just takes a deep breath. I'm sorry, before we got on, I was like, it is every single headline from 2020. This episode, like, oh, season premiere is gonna just be a whole like, like mirror back to 2020. It's like, the, whatever you, I'm rubber you glue, whatever you say sticks to me, it bounces off me, it sticks back to you. It was like, here you go, 2020, here's every horrible, um, humanity issue that your society currently has. Here you go. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. And I, I do appreciate like what they were trying to do. I've been also trying to read a lot of like other takes from this because obviously I'm not like the person that it matters the most if this like resonates with and if this is like respectful with. I've been trying to read takes, you know, from like the black community. And I think the intention was there, and I think the execution might have been a little off in some places, um, just from what I've kind of read about what other people have been saying and my own opinion. But I, I do, I appreciate what they tried to do with it. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, I agree. Um, I, here's what happened. Um, oh, all right. Um, I think that, um, I when when the protest started and everyone started really acknowledging the systemic racism, and when I say everybody, I mean when the white people started realizing this issue, um, I stopped watching SVU. I have not seen an episode. Um, I took a break because of a concept called copaganda, um, which this episode was trying to address. Uh, I feel. And um, I know that Warren Light uh, went and spoke to different um, uh, outlets about his attempt to to rectify kind of propaganda and make it work within their story. And that's what this was. Um, so, so I think that um, this was a nice attempt um, and I think that he brought up some issues. I will say I spent the episode watching, watching and going, cause we know our team, right? We know that they mean well, and we know we saw what happened and we understand the choices that they made. Um, and our team, because it's SVU, our team is supposed to be in the right. 
They're supposed to be the good guys, which again brings us back to the concept of propaganda, but they're supposed to be the good guys. And so I felt myself trying to defend Benson this whole time. Like as I watch it going, well, that's not, you know, that's not what Benson means. That's not how Benson is. And so it was it was a lot of me being like, shut up, brain. Like, <laughs> let it play out and stop trying to defend her because, because there are issues that need to be addressed. Facts. The spaces yeah. of growth that have to be there. It's funny, I had a conversation just last night, less than 24 hours ago about this, that we're all learning um, new language, new verbiage, um, new understanding as it pertains to uh, just different cultures and just different experiences of, of um, more marginalized groups in our country. So it's new knowledge to people. So I was I, I was trying to defend her. I was like, Ben's is not like that. No, hers is 99. Right. My girl is not like that. But then it was like, wow, but you know, she doesn't live the experience that this man, this black man lives. So maybe she has something to learn and it's okay to be confronted by things as, as you know, cause it's to bring growth about. It wasn't that you're a bad person, but maybe this is a space you don't see that you need to grow in. Yeah, I um, I felt like, you know, when they talk about her bias and, and Finn says her bias is, the, is to the victims. And I realized that like, she, she believes the victim and that's very important. The question in this, this specific situation was, was there a victim? That woman was not a victim. Um, and, and that I was like, how do, you, how do you argue that? How do you rectify that? How do you fix that? It's such a, it's so complicated. Felicia, what's this face? Talk to me. Because it's like we're in this society and we have access to technology. Technology is the reason why we are, two time zones away and thousands and thousands of miles away, we can connect right now. We have this access to technology. We can easily take out and whip out our phones. But so many people use it it's as a, like, an, like evil, but it captures evil at the same time. Like this one was on the phone with the police saying that this man was, and, and obviously she's the dog walker from Central Park. That's def definitely where they took that from. But we'll get there. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. I'll tell you all about her. Got a little tea about her. But yeah, uh, it's just a, like, Imagine had he not been recording her to protect himself. He would have been in a way, way worse situation. But then it sucks because he didn't even do anything and he was still in a bad situation like just based off of the fact that she picked up the phone and decided to just be oh, do we cuss on this? Can we cuss on him? Yeah, of course. She decided to be a bitch. Like she just, she's just being a, a crazy a, ass bitch. Not even a cuss. Um, oh. I think it's interesting. I've read a couple of takes from other people on Twitter saying that it would have been maybe interesting to like do something out of the ordinary and switch it to like Jay Vaughn's perspective through the entire episode. So we like see how everything affects him and sort of go away from like just being on Olivia and just being on like our team. And I think that could have maybe helped with like with what you were you especially were saying, Yell, about how you like wanted to like instinctively defend Olivia, like to see how it affects like seeing him getting fired, seeing him dealing with all this stuff. I think that would have been a really interesting way to go about it and maybe would have like done the subject matter more justice in a way. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. I think um, a girl named Jazz and Lyrica on Twitter, I wanted to give some credit for that idea. So it wasn't just like me coming up with that. But. No, that's, I think that would have been such a clever idea and so smart um, because it did feel a lot like they are trying to tell the story, but they felt pigeonholed into SVU's formula. And I almost wish they would have been like, screw it, throw that out, we're doing this. Um, I will say, Daryl in the chat points out, it could have been much worse. I feel like they decided to center on Olivia and that made it feel more substantial because we've definitely had previous episodes. Um, the one that everyone hates, Taylor. Um, Community policing, the yeah. first BLM episode, yeah. yeah. Where, um, where they brought in an entire different team who did wrong and then were like, they did wrong. SVU would never, it's these people that did wrong. And that's what I think they did again this episode where they were like, we showed up and he was arrested. We, it wasn't, he was already in handcuffs. We didn't do it. Um, which I, I was like, I, I understand a crowd was forming. You wanted to talk to him. I understand the thought of What I don't know. I don't know. My cat's over there, so he didn't do it. 
We're having so many like technology issues today. Is it me? Am I the problem? I don't know. Let's keep going. I'm always the problem. Let's keep going. Um, I have to point out the kid. The kid with the Karen. His entire dialogue was ADR. He was not speaking from the park. Look, I was like, something doesn't seem right. Like this. Like, oh my gosh, what's popping? Uh, this is. I don't know who's talking. There's so many things going on with with the like the wavelengths that we're trying to communicate from right now. I muted and it's still happening. Oh my goodness. I muted Felicia. Oh my god, it's you mirroring headphones. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is happening? I mean, it, it seems like it. Is it me? It seemed like it, but now it seems to be gone. I'm okay. sorry, everybody watching. <laughs> no, this is golden. Like this is us. Like they just you're just getting a in, you're just getting a back, behind the scenes look at like actually how the three of us just <laughs> interact because we're both just like it's me. I know it's, me. <laughs> it's like so and dysfunction functioning at the same time. You know, it's All very right. supportive though. It's not blaming anybody. No. It's very supportive. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. I just needed to bitch about that kid. Um, because the whole thing it was very clearly that that kid was not speaking. The sound was coming from somewhere. Okay, else. okay, fine. If you want to bitch about something, I also want to bitch about something. What? Okay, what is going on with the masks? Are they wearing them? Are they not wearing them? Do they care if people wear them? Do they not care if people wear them? Every scene is different rules, and every person is different rules. And that's the most accurate thing about the episode is that it was very much how America is right now when it comes to masks. So yeah, I thought that was very accurate. Didn't phase me at all. It totally normal. Because they'd be wearing a mask, someone would approach they'd someone take it down. and take it off to say something. Honestly, the um, Chief Garland walked into the station wearing a mask and then like was like, let me take it off. I can finish my day. No, keep the mask on. What got me was that the nurse was not wearing it in the hospital. Um, yes. You're in the hospital. Wait, like, the, the, the parents wasn't the mom or the brother. First the brother off, kept taking it off. God forbid if, or if you've had anybody close to you be in the hospital during coronavirus or any of that. Ain't no two people. There is not two people. This is not Noah's Ark. You will get one. You will not get a pair. You will just get one. You know that um, two people. I will say I was in the hospital during uh, coronavirus and I got no one. And I wore my mask literally the whole time, including while I was asleep. I don't know what world this is where they took the masks off. Every person came in and out of my room wearing a mask. Mine was on the whole time. I took it off to eat. That's it. It was just so inconsistent. Like they just needed to pick a lane and then stick with it. Like I understand if you don't want to film with people, that's fine. Like it's it's a make believe universe. But like choose one and stick to it. Not just that. Literally, the trick to get the DNA from Joe was you are required to wear this type of mask. Yeah. No one else in the room is wearing a mask. <laughs> Um, oh, we got to give a shout out to our friend uh, that is Nurse Rudy returning. This we is love him. the third or fourth time we've seen him. I don't know, but make him a main. Put him in the opening credits. Like, I love that guy so much. Just like a little splash of medical in there yeah. with a little law enforcement. Why not? I mean, if Chicago can have a med department, why can't we? Exactly. If he can work with Warren, like, let's do it. Yeah, to be fair, Warner used to be in the opening. Um, so did uh, B.D. Wong. Like, maybe he saying. can like have a career progression like Carisi and then end up as like the for, like the forensic person on it. That would be awesome. That would be great. I, I love that. Well, because it's like you yeah. know, like it's like you know, think it's a progress. Right. Carisi as an ADA is. Uh, let's okay. Let's talk about that. So first of all, the entire grand jury, again, I'm feeling like I'm arguing with myself. They had a mask on. They had masks on and gloves. I don't know what gloves does for airborne disease, but gloves. 
and the like the little uh, glass things between some of them. That's true. Okay, sure. All right. Um, so, uh, sorry, back to that uh, grand jury. Um, I, I felt myself arguing with myself about, because we know that Joe did it, but like, we can't do anything about it now because, you know, the cops are shit. What are we supposed to do? That was such a weird message to send almost. Yeah. Like, so people shouldn't be, like, what are you trying to say here? They're okay. trying to say that we have to believe the cops. This whole, like, can I can I just boop? So well, the problem for that particular scene was for me is that this man sat up here, and I'm gonna be very transparent about this, and I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry at all if I hurt anyone's feelings. This man sat up here and then proceeded to sit in his privilege and then and attach himself to marginalized groups of people. One being this black man that is now taking the fall for a crime that he committed or just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. And another as this Filipino man who is closeted from his family. And you took your struggle, Kevin, and attached it to them. And then that's how you were. That sent the complete wrong message. Because that, like, yeah. I mean, I get what they were saying. Like, like I'm, I, I don't want to believe that we're at a point where someone is just clearly a rapist and a liar and that a grand jury says you got to go away because as much as grand juries hate uh maybe hate police or you could that's what that kind of the message of the episode as much as grand juries don't trust police or the people don't trust police people also don't trust white went white karens white women who use their privilege in the wrong way and then the whole patriarchy of america is white male so people are starting to really dislike white males and not always believe everything that they said they don't have the same level of credibility you know just to have like you just whatever you say go sir like no that's not anymore so i just felt that was very unrealistic that that i felt that man a grand jury would have got in on his ass because now a black man took the fall for your stuff and we know that you're all connected together that wouldn't that wouldn't have flaw in new york city he'd have definitely got indicted he wouldn't have walked um, I will also say that his coming out <laughs> as a defense, I was like, oh, they're also pulling Kevin Spacey into the story. Oh, like, uh. <laughs> I didn't catch that because that's what he did. He he came mm -hmm. out in his defense of his assaults. So disgusting. Nate, you're so right. Felicia. They threw everything <laughs> that happened in the past like 365 days. Boom, we're doing this, it. We're if if like this it. episode was a drink, it would definitely be like a Long Island iced tea or like a blue <laughs> motorcycle, like a trash can drink. We're just going to throw all of that in there and then just suck it up. It's going to be great. You're going to get intoxicated by it. Like, <laughs> no, my stomach hurts. It's the punch, it's the punch at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. Or the next morning. Right, where everyone's like, corn, <laughs> whatever's left. Speaking yeah. of punch, can I just say that, like, I know this sounds so bad. Wait, that was a really bad transition. <laughs> I'm excited. Go on. Ever since Noah started talking, <laughs> he has particularly gotten on my, my nerves. Really I cannot speak to anybody else, but he just particularly got on my nerves at the end of the episode. And I know we're not going in chronological order, so I'm sure this is fine, y'all. Excuse me if I'm talking out of turn, but. Nope, you're good. Are you a racist mommy? Like, poor Olivia Benson. Now, I've been watching like some throwback random episodes here and there. Y'all didn't accuse her of all types of stuff. This woman, they got beat up with all abducted. You you lied to the nurse and said she had grabbed you up and had hit you. And then she had a whole case with diapers. And then you got kidnapped. You know what? Just, yo, you need to bring no drama. Like, you need to be cute and giggle and write me and make me cute little messages and say, mommy, I love you. You're the best. Like, you don't need to bring me any more static talk asking me, am I racist? It's funny that you say that because I felt like this is the first time Noah has not been useless. Um, that said, he says to her, he forces her to apologize. And what does she Which do? She apologizes for the NA status getting into the newspaper and then does not apologize about anything. And also, I'm sorry. I may I I don't know for sure, but I can't imagine he like wants her to come talk to him at that point. 
Like, do not meet me at the park. Like, no, go, stay away from me. That's like harassment. No, you're harassing me. That's what I mean. Also, exactly. send an email or something. Like, don't come meet him at the park. Like, that's sketchy. So send an email. No, <laughs> I believe. I believe that the the correct way to do this when you're being sued by someone is that you tell your lawyer to tell their lawyer to tell them. And then the message gets passed through proper channels. I believe that's how it works. As yeah, but if you want to be more personal, if you want to be, but like don't track him down, like do something where like that's, no, that's not, that's not the right thing, I don't think. Look, like, this is a team of people that have gone over borders and brought people back <laughs> from vacation. Um, to, so it's just like, it doesn't like, in this, in the spirit of being the good guys, they are they will often bend rules or just laws that we know as like private citizens. Like you know, in real life, you can't Which, do that. Honestly, and yet they say we're by the book every two seconds. <laughs> like okay, favorite line. We should. I would. I wonder if there's like a count for how many times said that was by the book. We did it by, by the, the book. book. It's interesting like you million. say that because this whole episode was brought up by the idea that cops cross the line. And mm-hmm. and then we we didn't deal with the fact that our cops, Amaro, um, Stabler, Finn for sure, um, have crossed the line. I definitely oh Olivia has crossed the line. There's one of my favorite parts where she elbows a guy. It was really great. Um, in nine one one is the episode. Anyway, um, just our cops cross the line and we haven't addressed that and i really thought that in this one at least benson would be like look i'm not like my old partner you know because stabler would beat the crap out of people all the time heads would roll yeah (laughs) it's anyway that's very interesting um i want to talk a little bit about garland and finn um because i think that their conversation was I would say the most interesting. Um, I also have to say that when Garland said, we are both black and blue, I definitely expected Finn to point out that blue is a choice. Blue is a job. And the fact that he didn't, I feel like, was that line in the first script? Did the first draft of this at least point out that like that it's a job that you chose? Yeah, we we didn't really have like a a person who like played that role, and I'm surprised that it wasn't it wasn't Finn because I feel like he, I feel like it'd be in character for him to like have, like you said, more of those like thoughts and opinions about it. So, but his he's fiercely loyal to that particular, so loyal that he took an exam that she took and passed, but will not move up. There's no desire to have any uh, career goals for himself and will not move up. And I just want to be like, Ice-T, I need you to talk to the producers about your character development <laughs> because it don't make no dang on sense that you have just consistently just done one thing this whole time while we watched people get promoted, demoted, move all around, and you've just been in the same Died. <laughs> you have and you have and that's the that's the hill you're just laying all you're just laid out on like there has to be like more to that and i think that conversation really struck me when he said to him you know my dad was a sergeant but back then that's as far as you can go like telling him like get up underneath this like this lady's butt cheeks like you don't need to be up under her butt like you could do so much more and like representation matters okay i don't care what anybody says representation matters in every arena, in every industry, seen and unseen, behind the scenes, in front of the camera, wherever, it matters. So the fact that, like, you don't, he's telling you, like, you could do more, and you're just like, I'm going to go run and tell Olivia that she has to watch our back. Yeah. It's to just, I've seen, I believe, that they that Finn's entire plot, and I don't know if this is realistic or reasonable, but I know that his, like, character is supposed to be a guy who like goes in, does his job and leaves and doesn't think about it. And I know that Ice-T has talked about that, that like when Finn goes home, he's not a cop. Um, and so I I believe that's the argument for why he doesn't care to like move up is because he doesn't want responsibility. Mm. He wants to show up, do his job and leave. And I also be like, then this isn't the job for you because 
you have opinions on what's going on. And literally Javon turns to him and goes, hello. And he doesn't say anything. So I, I, the conversation. That is a lonely was, feeling. Yeah. And, and the conversation was um, that, that somebody, that they're cleaning house and somebody might be gone. And my question is, do you think Benson, Garland, or Finn, one of them will be gone this season or at the end? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I don't. <laughs> well, Finn's, Finn's not going anywhere. That's obvious. Olivia Benson's not going anywhere. So just by process of elimination, I think that Garland will, because especially as if he continues to be as vocal, um, if he continues to be vocal, he was very vocal um, about how he thought and felt with, with Finn. And mm-hmm. if he continues to do that in other parts, some people don't really like that. Um, I'm going to speak for myself being in an industry that is predominantly like white and run by males predominantly is a lot of times you continue to speak up. Um, it can get misunderstood. And then you trying to educate or, or, or have a, um, a conversation, a dialogue with people, it can see it can come off being aggressive and it, pe- and, and it will not be aggressive. I'm just literally telling you, if you think that me talking about my experience is aggressive. Well, damn. I mean, imagine actually like living that experience. So some people don't like that, especially um, when we come and talk about like policing, um, police, you know, that 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 blue shield, that's like that's a real thing like you don't cross that line and so whenever even you're a part of that and you're speaking out against it there's gonna be retribution for that um so i do think that people talk too much e, i'm sorry svu is a very gossipy team they're very gossipy um so i just feel like maybe like a little later down the line he could get in trouble for that but not actually for that like for something else sure but that be the actual reason to kind of give him a push um it's interesting i agree i think yeah, garland I- is the like most likely candidate, um, last one in, first one out. He is the newest series regular, you know. Um, so I think it is likely. But that's why. But that's why I think they're going to keep him around. I feel like Felicia. I feel like you have a really good point. I feel like he's going to face struggles for that, but I don't think that he'll actually like leave the show altogether. Maybe he does like get a different like job within this sort of bubble. But I think that he brings a lot to the table, and he's a really interesting character. So I think it would be a shame if they booted him after one season like I hope he stays around in some capacity at least because I feel like he adds like an interesting perspective and like we loved him last season when he was just recurring so I think that there's like a really good opportunity for him to like play a really interesting role and kind of immerse himself like with the team um we also got introduced to a new IAB person uh Renee Curry is her name um she used to work with Tucker I like that little name drop there being like, remember Tucker? <laughs> um, I, what did we think about her? And also, I just got to say the, the case, if you recall, that she brings up the McCon Carter case. That is season 15, episode three, American Tragedy. And I will say that the actor who played Javon was not in that episode. Oh, man. I was like, oh, that would have been so cool if they were like, yeah, come back like five years later. Oh, that would have been... I mean, they're good about that, though. Like, you know, um, who was it? Amanda Rollins has been on there, I think, two or maybe three times before she was actually Amanda Rollins. Like, she had been right. on the show. So they're good. They're good about doing that, bringing somebody back that they like to work with. So I, I was I, I'm glad. I kind of was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll know if he was actually in there or not. And I was watching. I was like, was he really in there? <laughs> he was no. not. At least he's not credited to be in that episode. Um, and it would have made sense if, like, you know, 2013, he happened to have been in an episode as, in a small part being stop and frisk. Like, that would have made sense to bring... They could have literally gone back to anyone who was in that episode and been like, who's available? That's what I said. Like, sure that would have been the continuity, like, would have been. Well, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> Renee Curry, any Fine. thoughts on this way, B-Lady? She was pretty kick-ass. I mean, I, I just... her. I hope she comes back too. Yeah. I'm all for bringing new people. Like, I've liked our new people lately. Like, Kat was, like, a great addition. I don't know. Let's, because, I mean, Tucker was, like, the IAB guy. So let's have a new IAB girl coming around every once in a while. Serious. I'm telling you, representation matters. I kind of, I like that it seems like it's a strategic way of putting different people in places that we've never seen them in the show. Like, you know, in, in real life, you know, it's probably not reflected as well, but we've never seen in this show, and the show has been on for, a lifetime, literally. Some people just literally don't even remember SVU not being a part of their like 
on television every weekend while they're cleaning. I know that's like me growing up, but um, just we never saw I those people. three years old. <laughs> so young so lucky um but uh, like we never saw those people so i think it's a really conscious effort I, i'm hoping that it is on um casting and on writers and the directors and producers of the show to say you know what let's like really diverse for our show because so many people watch svu like it's not like you know like oh this is our target demo like just throw a blanket across america and that's like svu's target demo yeah that's a good point I agree. I think that's really why um, this episode had to walk that line that they did and why they didn't do more. Um, people not ready. People are not, people have not yet arrived to that point. And you got to remember, like, we're all a part of a particular generation. So for us, we grew up with more open minds. And there are just people who just are, have not arrived at that particular moment just yet. So we're like waiting on them, but they're also watching the show. And so for us, we're like, that's not radical enough. That's not a big enough change. That, like, and there's other people who are talking with their girlfriends like, did you see that on SVU last night? I can't believe it. I was so offended. Like, you know, it's rigged. Like the people are just like saying, uh, you know, saying stuff like that. So, so for some people, it was prolific and mind blowing and they actually probably learned something. For others, not so much. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point, too. Yeah, I've like seen the, the Facebook and the IMDb comments, and I'm like, oh, wow, like exactly what you were saying. And then, you know, the other section on Twitter is like what you're saying, it, like, not, it's not progressive enough. But so, yeah, they are trying to walk that line. I think that's a good, like, insightful point because everyone. They didn't say anything overtly, like, there wasn't like, and Oh, sorry. Hello. Okay, sorry. No, you're there's good. no like. There's no like. Sorry, I think it's like a little delay. Sorry. Um, I don't think anything was deliberately any deliberate misinformation, and that was most important. You didn't. You didn't. Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't like hit the nail on the head, but you know you didn't like like chop out. You didn't like hit the wood and like mess it up or something stupid. I don't know. I don't. I can't build stuff. This is just a terrible analogy. It's a great but, analogy. But you might not hit the nail on the head, but I don't think it. it produced any more damage or any disinformation um, than is already out there. I I think, I mean, I would have liked them to do more. I would have liked, I would have liked to address the idea of uh, this white guy shouting defund the police and then the police showing up to his house and being like, I was just kidding. I, I was just kidding. Um, I think that would have been an interesting conversation to have somebody discuss to even have to Benson being like, well, we're underfunded. But I also think that here's where the money should go. Because I think that Benson would be the person to go, oh, I get what you mean. What you mean is we need services. <laughs> I think that's that's what, whatever, we have a whole season ahead of us and maybe they'll get there. And I or, really, really hope they do. Or that, you know, let's be quite honest again. Um, if you're upset at somebody yelling, defund the police, you should all, you should be, Equally as upset that education is defunded every single year. Defunding does not mean dissolve. We need to like open up a Webster's dictionary and literally <laughs> understand what just the definition of the word meant. I think what people should have said is reallocate funds. And I think if it was like a we're going to reallocate funds, it would have made more sense. All people are saying is we're trying to defund the police is they're not really trying to have military. You don't need to buy military grade stuff for your local police department like you don't you don't need that um you know it's not necessary every single year um meanwhile teachers are trying to figure out how they're going to buy pencils and paper and crayons for their kids kids go to back school every single year with still with the things they don't need and then think about it they're really not getting the things that they need right now um so how about fund some education because school systems scrambled during coronavirus to figure out how they were going to educate their kids with the limited resources that they had. So if you can take away from education every year and you can sleep peacefully in your bed, I can definitely sleep peacefully as someone yells defund the police. Like, oh, that was nothing. Like, I will go right back to sleep. I'll be yep. done with it. Um, yeah. I agree. Any final thoughts on this episode before we move on to the best lines? Um, I just want to talk about Joe's character and his wardrobe. The okay. pop collar. I could just like smell the Axe body spray just like coming off of him. Like he was the nat. Like honestly, the actor did a good job playing. Just like so, 
I just like hated him on sight. Like he's the worst. So and the pop collars really would just like got me the whole time though. It was so bad. Um, I was too distracted by the masks to uh, notice okay. anything else. Uh-uh. But he was, he was <laughs> shit. Um, any other thoughts? All right, Taylor, tell no, us. Good. Tell us, Taylor. They really, they really tried to bring in so much like Gen Z vocab. I mean, we used Karens. We used canceled. Like we really were hipping with it this episode. And also, I mean, I think that we can't speak about this episode without talking about the title of Joe's video, which was Hottie Cop telling me to film from Thirst Trap 94. <laughs> like that's, that is, that is classic SVU right there. So that's just what I wanted to say about the lines and the, the choices that they made for some of these elements. There was a line that I heard and definitely was like, Taylor's going to write this down. And so I didn't. And now I can't remember what it was. Oh, no. I wonder what it was. <laughs> me too. Um, Hottie Cop is just like really, really did it for me. They do douchebag so well. They do douchebag <laughs> like no other show has ever done douchebaggery. Like they do it perfectly. As soon as a person appears on the screen, the screen you're just like, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Mm-mm, I don't like them. No. Mm-mm. Did not trust. But we also had a bartender, which was great. And it was exactly like the bartender from our, our TikTok that we watched last week. Yes. Uh, he was great. Loved him. He was the most Irish. He was incredible. There was like, oh, it's an Irish pub? I got this. He was like, cannot not be Irish. This guy got off the plane from Ireland two hours ago. Yeah, and opened this pub. He doesn't know anything else with Jameson. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's Jameson and Dish. All they have there. Those are your options. <laughs> uh, right. Oh my gosh. Um, for those who may have missed it, uh, and I used to feel like um, some of the episodes were very clearly ripped from a headline that everyone was aware of. And then we found out that that is not, apparently people are not always aware of these things. So yes, this episode was very ripped from very headlines. <laughs> You heard me. Um, And the first one uh, is is referred to as the Central Park birdwatching incident. Not what I call it, but yes, the Central Park birdwatching incident. Um, So in May 2015, sorry, May 2020, May 2015. Yeah, I was like, this was 2015? Like, I know this is a long year, but like, five years ago. Sorry, May felt like five years ago. May 25th, 2020. Reading is hard, everybody. Um, Amy Cooper, a white woman walking her dog, and Christian Cooper, they are not related. I kept referring it to as the Cooper Cooper case, but apparently that's not what anyone else is calling it. Um, he is a bird watcher, and this happened in a part of Central Park called the Ramble, which is where the episode took place as well. Um, so she had her dog without a leash in an area that a leash is required. He requested that she put a leash on the dog and she called the police saying that she was being harassed um, and threatened. And the video um, went viral. And not just that, because I have it for you here. Um, Taylor, tell us about this video. Yeah, so the woman who posted the video is now a writer on SVU, I've discovered recently, which is really interesting. And just like, what? Like, that's crazy how reality is actually very much meeting fiction in this case. So, yeah, if you didn't know, Melody Cooper is the one who posted it. Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. Yeah, I think it was her brother. Yeah, it was her brother um, was Christian Cooper. So that makes sense. I guess they were together. Um, Or or she posted it. I don't don't exactly know how it all went down. But yeah, the original video that has 45 million views right now was extremely viral within the news and everything. Um, She's a writer on the show now. Um, As you can see in this video, uh, the woman is strangling her dog. 
Um, and uh, thank you to the diehards for letting us know that Melody Cooper joined the writers' room. Well, she lost the dog though. They took the dog back. They gave the dog back. She got her back. They get. Oh yeah. my goodness! Uh, they took the dog. Right. And, there is um, so much redemption for 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 white people. Like I, I'm so done. Like what the fuck? Like why would they that. give her that dog back? This lady is first off a psycho. Secondly, like she has like a malicious ass streak. Who calls the cops on anybody? I've never called the cops on anybody. I've never had to. No. I'm just like, why are you calling the cops on somebody? You could just walk away with your dog without its leash on. You could just go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the first case that this. So she uh, gets to be on the best show ever. And she gets her dog back. Did the dog want to go back? Did anybody ask the dog how the dog felt? Did anybody ask the dog, did they want to go back? Did he want to go back there? Uh, based on the way she was strangling him, I don't think the dog did. Let me say, let me say something. I felt so bad for that dog. I'm like, it, I, I could think about the game um, Hangman. But that's the dog. The dog is just literally hanging like by his neck imagine like you're hanging by your neck and you like i don't ever have to see that crazy bitch ever again and they're like you're going back home <laughs> and your mom's got a new job working on a great television show and she got a job on a tv show oh no 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 i, I think that okay so it was the 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 karen oh. lady amy amy's karen not the one who's writing okay there's too many Coopers, I think. I think that's what okay, we're, I, okay, think I'm that's like, what we're I think I'm like confused. Okay. okay. No, no, no. So she and, the the person yeah. who posted the video was yes. Christian Cooper's sister. So the bird watcher's sister. And so she oh. is the one who I guess witnessed it and put it on Twitter. And she is now writing for you. The Amy girl, she got her dog back, but she's not writing for us for you. Okay. Uh she yeah. also we, which we still hate that, but I, I feel like she also got fired, I think. She did. She got fired. Yeah. yeah. And um, her affair with a married man was exposed like the next week. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that part. But I wasn't following her story. She Maybe was sleeping with, she was messing with somebody's husband. And then once that, I'm just trying to tell you like, internet is ruthless. Cancel culture is real. I'm deathly afraid of it. Here's the thing. <laughs> I have to say this. Cancel culture is not real. Consequences are real. Yeah. Consequences. You do something shitty, there are consequences. Oh yeah, no, there are consequences. But people, okay, for example, like okay, we we're I was talking about like randomly, like cancel culture, like with Kevin Hart. Like everybody canceled. They canceled Kevin Hart so many times from one thing that he had said. I think back in two thousand nine, he had made some like homophobic jokes, and that's like mm -hmm. the reason why he wasn't able to host the Oscars. Like all right. these other things happened. So like I think that's cancel culture when. You have already apologized or tried to make amends as best but as you can for something. To be fair, that one specifically, he did not apologize. He also then went on to make even worse comments to Lil Nas X um, oh. about why, asking him why what he What did he say to Lil Nas X? He was like, why do you have to come out? Why do you have to tell everybody this? No one cares. Where There's was this thing. at? When did it he was say this after to him? he got canceled from the Oscars. That said... I do think consequences for things you've said, if you're going to stand by them, then take the consequences. Mm. I, I know that God, I know there's going to be another episode all about cancel culture, so we can expand on that. Yeah. Alicia, you'll definitely come back to that people, episode. But some people deserve to be canceled, and that is their consequence. Oh, yeah. Like you sure. should have no more. Like, like one of my favorite singers of all time is definitely canceled. Like R. Kelly is like canceled. Like it's over yeah. for him. Like it, it does it hurt? My little musical heart to have to skip you. Yeah, but it hurts my soul to know like what you did and therefore that I'm cool with you being canceled, but there should be consequences. But if you somebody tweeted something back in like 2000 and wait, did we ever, when did we have Twitter? Freaking old. 2009. Somebody tweeted something in 2009 and it's 2020. And if they've apologized or tried to learn sure. or be better, then okay. But if you like, if they double down on those things continuously through the years, then I think okay, maybe we need to like have a conversation about how you actually feel about people. Right. Um, I think yeah. that if you want to, if you apologize and, and learn and you know actually do better, then you yeah. deserve to to do better. Um, we will continue. Um, I'm going to skip the real SVU news because we still have so much more to talk about. Um, okay. Uh, but I do have actual show news. 
Wait for it. There it is. Look at me with my banners today. Okay. I love it. So our showrunner, Warren Light, had an interview in uh, TV Line. And I will tweet out the link, but I have the bullet points for you. Here's what we know. Um, so at the end of last season, there was a discussion of someone from Stabler's family appearing, and then Stabler was going to appear. Um, here's what we know. Stabler is not returning to the Law and Order verse until his spinoff, Organized Crime, which is supposed to debut in 2021. If he'll be on a few or not is still to be seen. Um, Rollins and Carisi are just friends. Thank you. I knew it. With really bad timing. No, they're not. I'm just giving the last part. They're just friends. That's the quote. Um, we no, have, that's not canon in my mind. Sorry. We have guest stars Ricky Lindham in episode two and Tamara uh, Tamara Tooney, who plays Emmy Warner, who's returning for episode three. Love. Um, also, Kat this season, Kat will strive to be less impulsive. That doesn't mean she'll be any less outspoken. She's a different generation from her squad mates, um, and she sees through a different prism. It's a learning curve for her, but also for her superiors. I'm so excited. I love Kat so much. I can't wait to see more of her. Me too. Um, I got so I excited because, like, we've been watching old episodes, and so when she like popped on, I was like, oh yeah, Kat's like a part of the team. Like that's. I forgot that I was like a thing now. I was so happy. I do really love Kat on the show as an addition to the team. She's incredible. Um, but I I also really like that she is a different um, generation. That like, I totally am like, yeah, Kat understands what's happening. Um, whereas like now everyone seems old. <laughs> they do they do I think differently, but so much similarities between her and like early seasons of Olivia, which is so exciting too. Yes. Um, and the last bit from this interview uh, is about Sir Toby's trial because we're like, what the fuck is happening with that? Yeah. Um, it has been postponed mostly because of COVID shooting restrictions and issues. Um, so for the moment, here's the quote, for the moment we'll be keeping things local which means Sir Toby gets the delay he's hoping for. We assume he's out there intimidating witnesses and tainting the jury pool as we wait. That's that's reassuring for sure. Yeah. Great. Um, so that interview, I will tweet it out uh, after our show. But those are the those are the highlights. Those are the bullet points that you need to get from there. Okay. Thank you. It's hard to take that so seriously when, again, we don't even wear the mask in the show. Like, we don't. I'll be at some point, the epicenter of the country, <laughs> you know, coronavirus. But, you know, that's why we, that's what, that's okay. That's fine. I just needed to make, I just wanted to like, make it real linear for me. Like, make it apply to all places. Like, when it doesn't apply, some places and applies and others, it kind of throws me off as a viewer or maybe just somebody who just, I don't make it. That's all. I honestly wish they would have just ignored, like either ignore it, be like there is no COVID or do it or wear the masks. Like, I think it's reasonable for us to watch a show where they're all wearing masks. That's the world we're living in right now. And also their actors, they their emotions should be coming through in their, their tone and their body language and their eyes. Just ADR, like the kid in the park. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> well, maybe they were worth that because, um, I know that this had the particular scene, you know, as he's announcing the, the you watch this as us, I'm about to ruin it for you. He announces to his sister that he's finished has something and they had their mask on and people were quite the premiere episode of that show that they really dived into what was happening with coronavirus and were practicing social distancing on the show and practicing math and it kind of people because we're like this is supposed to be our escape i'm like well maybe the creators of law and order were trying to figure out a way to teeter between those two lines um the same way that they teetered you know it's a matter of this particular episode like maybe it's what we're trying to do but it's just a mask. <laughs> I I honestly either do it or don't. 
pick a lane, like I said. Choose, choose your fighter. <laughs> Which one are you going with? Yeah. And honestly, like as a, if I was just person, like being that, like please just put this because we are actually in a global in a pandemic. So <laughs> I just really, as a person, um, as my own self, will really we all wore masks. It authenticates the 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 show and the story. Um, it adds a layer of frustration that people feel every time masks times that you got into the front of the grocery store and you dug your mask with you and they go all the way back to your car sucks um and it would also wor- work in keeping people actually safe yeah these are all I really mean, great points i get covid tested all the time though but still like still a risk i mean yeah. they were all getting their temperature checked but they weren't wearing a mask <laughs> Um, all right. I have- <laughs> that kills when you go to the store and they're just like, like a they're not accurate either. Not- if I have coronavirus, this will not tell you if I have coronavirus. It won't. Um, I went to a doctor's appointment and they checked my temperature and I'd been in the air conditioning in my car because it was 100 degrees here. And they were like, well, you need to wait till your head cools down. Yeah. <laughs> Or heats up or whatever, and I was like, "That's not a good sign." Oh wow, eighty-two degrees. <laughs> That's a little chilly. I got um, de- I got denied. I got denied. I walked into the store and I had just walked from like because market and I am in Louisiana, just very humid, and it was like literally August. So it was hot, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you need to." I said, "I just walked." <laughs> it had to come back. So- one whole time, so yes, I'm sweating because it's hot outside. Truly, though, I, I took a shower and then I checked my temperature, and it was like 103. And I was like, Oh, I did just take a hot shower. Like, I'm like, Wait a second, I was like so scared. I was like, Oh my god, I'm sick. Like, no, I took a shower. You gotta keep going. Um, I want to give a shout out to Jay Ruiz. Uh, who left us a comment on YouTube. Um, here it is. I love you guys. I remember listening to you guys on After Buzz TV. Just a thought. Maybe the show has got a lot of rappers because Ice-T was a rapper. Because last week we were discussing how odd it was. There so many rappers on this show. That's a good point. That's true. Thank you, uh, Jay Ruiz, for your comment. Oh, there we go. Um, awesome. And now our usual uh, segment from Taylor, the weekly poll. Taylor, last week, what did we do? Last week, we did our favorite undercover episodes because we discussed wildlife. We had demons, wildlife, mask, and bombshell. Um, Sadly, yeah, I know one of your favorites is demons. That came in last. (laughs) Um, And then last. I just did. It got 13%. And then we had a tie with my wildlife and mask. Those both got 26.7%. And then bombshell, I figured this one would win. It got 33.3%. That's the Swingers Club episode. It's a gem. I'm I glad understand that you guys did that. how bombshell won. I don't understand how Demon lost. Sorry about it. Um, this week, we are talking about our favorite season premiere um, episodes. We have, so I just picked some of me and Yale's favorites for the other slot. Um, we have season four, episode one, Locum, which is one of my favorite episodes. It's with Joan Cusack and Bailey Madison. And like, it's nuts. Like, I, I've watched that episode so many times. I just think it's a great one for some reason. We have season 14, episode one. That's Lost Reputation. Yale, you suggested that one. That is the one where there's a dead hooker that wakes up in Craig and, or when Craig and wakes up in bed. That's that one? Yes. What's this? Season four, 14. Oh, yeah. So this is yeah. the one I re- Okay. This is the one where they ended the season on a cliffhanger because he wakes up with the girl when there's a dead body in the bed. And then we start this whole, we like continue the Genzel storyline. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, I think, one of the first times that we ended with such a cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Clearly, this is a cliffhanger. And so that was such, a, I had been waiting for that premiere. For all summer, it came, and then I was so confused. 
about Genzel and the other madam and like that whole storyline. You have to watch all of those episodes back to back to get the story. Yeah, well that leads me into our next option, which is season 15, episode one, Surrender Benson. That's the Lewis arc. I'm not a fan, but I knew that I would get screamed at if I didn't include it because other people love those episodes. So Surrender Benson is one and it's currently winning, which is no surprise to me. And then of course we have the one that we just talked about, Guardians and Gladiators, which I always want to say like Guardians of the Galaxy because that's a movie, but that one's called Guardians and Gladiators. Um, Felicia, you got a favorite season premiere? What's the name? See, listen, I will tell you every guest star, every scene, every plot. <laughs> you miss, you can miss me with the numbers and the name, but it's the one left in my cliffhanger because I remember that summer and I was just like, but I know he didn't do this. Like, I would just be rambling right. stuff, like riding my bike, like, I know this isn't right. I can't, I need this to come back on again because it has, it just doesn't make sense. It just was so out of character. And people, I think that was probably one of the most highly anticipated points of the whole entire series. So, I'm going to go with that episode because we were waiting for it for a very long time. Yeah, that really was the one because he woke up and we're like, but he's sober. Like that, how could he have, you know, he's been sober for however many years. Like, wow, that's crazy. It was was such a good one. Um, I think it was one of the first times where I like, it felt like a season premiere. um, Where all the others feel like an episode. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Some of those are so good though, Locum. No, Logan's so, a great episode. I never so realized it was a premiere. So I'm yeah. just saying, like, is this is this episode like really even in the running? When we compare those, that um, it's I mean, like I, I added it because that's the one we're discussing. I mean, we have a right now we're getting 11 percent of the vote. It's tied with Locum right now, which is makes me a little upset, but that's fine. Like, this is a time note. Yeah, so vote for Locum. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, so good. All right, um, that's the poll and we'll tell you where to find that in just a bit. Thank you, Taylor. Um, I think we started last week with a, what did we learn? That was a segment we decided to start last week. Yeah. What oh, did wow. we learn this time? <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, cause last week, what did we learn last week? There's something we you learned- better know than anything. Um, well, Olivia learned that she has implicit bias, and that's good. I'm glad that she learned that. That's my answer. Well, what did we learn last week? Last week? Um, I'm going to give Felicia an example. Ooh, it was yeah, that's, like, a, that's it was a good. I actually don't remember. It was something that I didn't do anything. Oh, I think it was just not to smuggle things into the country. Like, not animals, not people, oh, not drugs. I think we, yes, I think we learned. Right? Like, not that, to smuggle something. Not to traffic things. Because it turned, so when the episode aired, because we did wildlife, um, yeah, they were like, trafficking animals is less time than trafficking people. And it turns out that now that is not the case. So we learned that you shouldn't traffic anything. You shouldn't traffic oh, anything. Don't traffic anything. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did I learn this week? Um, I <laughs> learned, um, oh, I learned that, okay. <laughs> because it was in my notes and I didn't even get to bring it up, so I'm gonna do it now. Um, Carisi quoted Barba when he said, um, oh, now you're gonna admit what you can't deny, deny what you can't admit. And I realized what I learned is that Barisi really is canon. That's I was just gonna say, like, if they're spending a lot of time together, what can we say? That's what happens when you spend that much time together. Yeah, you quote your lover. So I learned, <laughs> that even though no one will acknowledge it, it's canon. Yep, period. I remember this was like your thing a while back and I thought that you had maybe let go of it, but I see you're still holding strong and I respect that. <laughs> They're and together. Really respect it. They're together. That's um, facts. So something, That's we learned, some, so something we learned from this episode, right? And um, it literally can be anything. <laughs> I think I learned uh, it's that scene with Gar- with Garland and Finn just really stuck out to me that like what I understood just kind of drove it, reinforced it home that there are some dualities that people have in their everyday walks of life and those things can combat each other and just having um, like an understanding a um, and to know that things are not mutually exclusive like just understanding like 
hey, these two things are both a part of our lives, but they conflict right now. And just kind of like being like, damn, understanding when people are in positions like that and be a little bit more un- like understanding of them, if that makes any sense. Like, just like, okay, well, because you, because I'll be honest, if I got, if I got arrested, which could be for a number of things, because you guys don't know me, I'm absolutely crazy. If I got arrested and it was a, a black police officer, I might feel more of some type of way. So maybe it's like, okay, well, you do kind of have to do your job and you do kind of have to also be and walk in your own truth and everything like that. But that is a very hard thing to do in our society right now. It's very, very hard, not just for people of color and predominantly white industries, but just really people across the board. It's just very, very difficult. I love how you said like the most profound thing ever and you know, and you know, like, crazy, you know? Like. Well, I'll be honest, this is like probably one of the, one of the only, or if the only episode of SVU that really just hit a lot differently for me. Um, and, and I think it hit a lot differently for a lot of uh, people who watched the episode. So I know we always make it really light and I came here and sucked the air out the room. Sorry about that. But, no, um, but, uh, the, but that one probably hit me um, the hardest. I really wasn't expecting what I got, but it made me be more reflective. Um, oh, and also, I also learned that Noah still annoys me. Yeah. That's okay. And I don't know Fair. what that little baby did to me. I don't know what that little baby did to me, but he just. But can we can we agree, <laughs> as annoying as he is, that this Noah is the best Noah we've had? Yeah, like I just want it on the record that that he's the best of the worst. No, um, I this Noah I think is going to stick around. Is going to be the Noah as he grows up. Um, the way that like Kathleen and Maureen and Dickie were. Um, I think that this is the Noah that we're going to have, even though this is the third or fourth <laughs> Noah we've gotten. And his look has changed too. Like you're not, I mean, I know you, y'all picked a, 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 little, a little white baby. He was so cute. Y'all picked, but like he had like really, really straight, super, super dark hair. Mm-hmm. Now he's like, a, br- what is it called? It was brown and blonde, bronze, bronze, like, do, do either of us know look like we know what that color is? Look, I do because that's what's supposed to be in here I now. See. So it's like broad. It's like blonde and brown. And now okay. he has like cur- I've never curly heard hair. So I've never heard that either. Bro- yeah, it's a thing. It's like in between <laughs> when you don't know if you want to be a brunette or a blonde. And so like it's like an in-between little thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I the learned that today. Know- <laughs> that's really <what> today. <laughs> Um, oh my goodness, Felicia, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this premiere episode. Um, it really was a serious episode and not, there wasn't anything we could really laugh at, which is a bummer. Um, but we can laugh at ourselves. We like, that's really good exactly, that. we did a lot of that. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. We've missed you so much. Thanks for uh, having me. Where can everyone keep up with you on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever social platforms you are using these days? Yes, yeah, sure. So if you're looking down right here, that is my Instagram. So primarily I am talking a whole bunch of smack and also delivering the headlines day to day. I'm a little more professional over there. Um, and then on Twitter um, at uh, it's Felicia on air. I'm there. Um, I'm like not the biggest tweeter, but I'm a tweet lurker watcher. So if you tag me or mention me or something like that, I will I respond back. But I'm more like lurking on Twitter than I am really like in the conversation. Interesting. And if people want to see you on air, where could they see you on air? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I work at KTV in wonderful Monroe, Louisiana. So um, you probably got to go to my page because we don't live stream just yet. So um, let me work my way up. I'm trying to get back. to I'm trying to get back to California to you guys. So I can see you in person and squeeze you um, COVID free, of course, um, because I miss you guys greatly. Thank you so much for having me. Like, this is literally the highlight of my entire week, even though it is the beginning of my week. It is the highlight of my week. Oh, we miss you so much. We miss you a lot. Um, Thank you again for being here. Taylor, where can everyone keep up with you and where can they find the poll? Yes, you can find me in the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne, and you can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. My Twilight podcast just launched last week. It's called Win and Forks, and you can listen to that on Spotify and Anchor and all the places. And that's Win and Forks on Twitter and Instagram. So if you are also um, enjoying the Twilight Renaissance as much as I am, check that out. Um, I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. 
if you are watching us on YouTube, this is the Fanversation YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Um, oh, wait, I have a thing for that. Hold on. There it is. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe, please, so you don't miss a thing. We are also available on podcast format. If you're listening to us in podca podcast format, there is an ad at the beginning of this. Yeah, there is. Uh, that was a thumbs up. I don't know where the camera is. All right. Um, also, I'm uh, after this, I'm on a show called Super Lady Hero Hour, where we talk about everything superhero related. I also stream on Twitch, usually on Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, and I'm very bad at video games, so come laugh at me. But also, I'm about to start a new video game for the holiday season. Um, and if you want to check that out tomorrow, twitch.tv slash That's this. There it is. Um, cool. I think you're caught up. We'll be back next week on Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern uh, to talk about more SVU here on Law & Order SVU.